I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, guys? So good to see you again. We are covering Space Force, the final two episodes that we have in this binge show by Netflix. Um, but before we get into everything, because we literally have so many thoughts yes, on these last do. two episodes. My name is Tatiana, and I am hosting with Kevin Allen. Kevin, how are Hi. you? I, I'm good. I'm refreshed. You know, we had a long, rigorous day of yes. travel through the first eight episodes of Space Force, and now we are docking in the final two episodes. Absolutely. Good. I was good. preparing us this space shuttle mission. Yeah, no, I liked it. I picked up on that. Yeah, because I'm like, I shouldn't compare myself. Like, it was both 22 hours long, mostly sitting, but yeah, they had a lot more work to do. I think they had, I think they had a lot more work to do. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, okay, so I, I'm gonna try to keep mm-hmm. it brief. Um, let's just dive into episode nine. Let's do both. Cool. Let's do overall thoughts for nine and ten, and we'll just go speed through them because. I know we have a lot to say in a short mm-hmm. amount of time. So these last two episodes, what were your overall thoughts for both? Uh, well, but okay, I'm I'm sorry. I can't judge them as a pair. I can't because I had very different feelings about them. I felt like episode nine was what this show wants to be, mm. that it is uh, the United States military, the specific branch, kind of like fumbling around trying to come up with solutions to ridiculous scenarios that are, semi-warfare out in space that's what this was china was instigating them and they had to Mm -hmm. figure out how to retaliate and it was all of the the farcical uh farcical commentary that i think people are expecting from the show 10 however i feel differently 10 almost felt like a complete genre turn and we've been talking about how the show has kind of slowly become a little more grounded a little more serious and introverted with the characters but uh between Mark and Mallory's ordeal having to kind of like save their branch of the military and their astronauts and then Aaron's flight out in the desert, very Breaking Bad. Um, It just felt like a hodgepodge of different things and the way it wrapped up makes me wonder where the show is going to go from here. So I, I felt like this is what we are, what Space Force is and I feel like this is a lot of things that Space Force could be, but which one are we going with here? I 100% agree with you. I feel like they went in making this show with one idea um, and came out with something that was completely 180 degrees from what they started with. Um, And then the whole, you know, we were talking about in other episodes that they had focus. There was a lot of focus and there was just, there were a lot of characters, but one storyline and we kind of got that one focus with each episode and now all of a sudden it's blown up into like three or four different storylines <laughs> and, and i'll i'll say this i feel like the last couple episodes they've started to split back up and have those multiple storylines again there has mm-hmm. been a clear a plot and b plot usually it's whatever mark's doing and then whoever is back at base doing their own misadventure for that day um this one, it felt like the misadventure at base was happening. Mark was there, but Mark was also dealing with other stuff. And those characters at the base kind of go off on their own little mini tangents while it's happening. So it it was still like an A plot and B plot, but they all just kind of branched momentarily and it would come back. And yeah. They, it uh, was almost, I felt like it was almost jarring. And it, it's exactly what you said. Episode nine was... Oh, okay. This is what 
this is funny. This is what I was, this is what I was hoping for. This is what I was getting from the beginning of this entire season. And then episode 10 was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm jarred. I'm completely taken off of where we were. And now you're leaving. I mean, I'm assuming he's leaving the whole space force behind, which, which de- defeats the entire yeah, reason like, so for where's, making where's the show going to go right. then if he's yeah, exactly. not part of it. Yeah. Which so, is, I mean, which is fine if they want to make an entirely different show um, with him running from, I mean, I I guess running from Space Force or, you know, going AWOL or something, then great. But you're, I think they're going to have to win the audience back because it's so far removed from what they said it was going to be. And who knows, like, I mean, writers are far more creative than I am. There could be some way in which Mark goes back to the base and saves the day and somehow gets avoids getting court-martialed because of media management. He'll or, give, like, a lovely like, speech and then be out of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because then, you know, like, as, as screwed as Mark is in this moment, yeah. the Space Force is also completely fucked. Like, yeah. They left their cadets on the moon with nothing. I mean, and, and now Kick is in charge. So, and Kick well, he, just wants to blow everything up and fight everybody. So it's, you know. But it was doomed. his mission that Kick set forth was a massive failure. Massive yeah. failure. So he's not going to walk away from this, like, in charge anymore. It's, he's right. not going to take over the Space Force. He blew it. Uh, the, this, but the problem is the Space Force, like in every sense of the word, is completely crumbled. Their, their leader is a fugitive. Their mission was a failure. Their best trained, I guess, astronauts are stranded. Are convicted felons as well. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, oh, it's just the whole, the whole thing is a mess and they're yes. going to have to rebuild everything from the ground up. Right, right. If, if it continues at that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about um, the moon launch in and of itself. Um, China is the first to build a lunar base and drill on there for H3. And yeah. they don't want the the U.S. to be there at all. In fact, they run over their flag. Um, yeah. What did you think about this? They're being such petty assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it was seeing... China that um, the doctor whose name I will never remember yeah. on screen like basically trolling Mallory and and he was being doing... trying to be so like polite and nice and yeah you know he really thought there was like an understood brotherhood between, between scientists and colleagues yeah and it was, it was funny to see Mallory and Mark have the completely uh, opposite perspectives that they normally have or Mallory's like let's just bomb the Chinese off the moon because he was just so infuriated with how passive aggressive they were being. Right. Uh, I love that Mallory's imaginary conversation with, uh, with himself. With a bottle of whiskey. It's epic. Epic. <laughs> I swear I've done that before, maybe. But it's just not quite as eloquent as um, John Malkovich did it. Oh, my God. He was a master. <laughs> this Malkovich in his prime. <laughs> but um, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I was really excited for for Captain Ali uh, to become an astronaut, have her dream fulfilled. I was nervous for everybody else. Uh, and then the way that China has been handling everything just kind of like 
instigating them and using all these loopholes to keep them away. Like it w- I was just as frustrated as I think Mallory was mm-hmm. that whole situation. Absolutely. Because there should have, I mean, these people that they sent up, which was Mallory's doing Mallory mm-hmm. F Tony and uh, uh, what's his name? His, his one star general. Oh, General Brad Gregory. Thank yeah. you, General Brad. It was their their they their responsibility to vet these people, and because of the problems that they ran into, they ended up picking two people that were, you know, off of Yelp, basically, <laughs> who had five stars. So it, these people can't go and defend anything. I mean, I'm sure they could try, but as far as being trained in in combat, you know, they are definitely ill-equipped, and um, it's sucks because Angela is the one that is supposed to be in charge of everybody and she hasn't really been in combat either we learned that from when they were you know playing space tag well and what gets me is like the I'm assuming the Chinese scientists slash oil drillers that they sent up like they're not military either but they're just being grade a assholes like running over their flag like why do that man I mean, they're asking, I put in my notes, ready for war. Like, this is war now. This is war. That's declaring war. What else do you think is going to happen from that? Exactly. Like, why why else do it? Why else do it if not to instigate America? Like, I don't know. And it's like, I get... I get that they were there first and you know they can have that credit at least like Mallory should give them that credit somebody should yeah but so obviously they're recognizing that America has like launched up its plans for years just to ride their coattails and infiltrate uh, you know kind of like step in on their spot that mm-hmm. they planted for themselves so America is being like a jerk like walking in on their beach trying to kick over their sandcastle but no, that's not it. They were just walking in on their beach. They're just setting up their umbrella at the same sunny spot that China picked out. But China's the one knocking down the sandcastles and being jerks about it. Yeah, but but then again, like, look, I understand that they have to be in specific areas for specific resources, okay? Like this H3 stuff, um, this H3 energy. And I understand that. But look how big the moon is. I know. And it's... You know? I, I think it's more the fact that they're they're claiming they're just doing like a temperature experiment on that part of the moon when they're actually drilling two blocks over. Yes. Like, so just the whole shadiness of everything. Yeah. It is war. Being D-bags about with the flag. It is. It's war. It's what it is. It's it's war. Well, and this thing is, I agree with most of the military officials that bombing them is not the correct action. Like, no, got to do something to retaliate, but it can't be warfare no matter how much they want to like joke about it. Right. Exactly. And and I kept waiting for them to be like, Hey, we have an arsonist. Like, (laughs) I bet he's got some creative ideas. Uh, so when Tony was having that like think tank about how to retaliate (laughs) and prank the team, I was like, okay, yeah. TP. And shaving cream like you know the same kind of immature <laughs> stuff that china was pulling yeah yeah we're gonna escalate the immaturity of it right those were definitely not doable at all but that what else do you expect from f tony <laughs> just be real okay <laughs> yeah. let's talk about kelly really quick because now mark moves on for an open marriage um with kelly and she's actually super into this 
weird relationship idea and they have a first date um there's so much honesty between them why can't every relationship start off with that much honesty well i think the key to a strong honest relationship is uh, a solid foundation mm -hmm. and their foundation was one built on complete awkwardness like they basically laid out Mark laid out like all of the weird stuff he right from to. the get go. So yeah. like there was there really wasn't a point of like walking on eggshells after that because it's we all seen the mess now. Right. But she's into it. She's totally yeah. into it. And Aaron, of course, is not. Um, she feels completely abandoned mm -hmm. and goes and finds her mom and says, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you this is happening. And her mom was like, Oh yeah, I've been seeing a guard, so I've been doing it longer. Yeah, that's, that's what we're doing now. I don't understand why they didn't want to just tell her in the first place because her finding out this way is way worse. Way worse. Well, I think it was that the timeline they were probably hoping to set forth just got scrunched. Yeah. So um, Aaron's mom like, was basically waiting for Mark to get on board with the plan so she didn't know that Mark was on board already seeing somebody and had let Aaron know about it. Like True. he just kind of rushed through those first couple of steps. <laughs> well, cause he's had his eye on Kelly for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't blame him for doing it, but just from yeah. her perspective, she thought Mark was still on the, the pre-planning stage. Right. And turns out, Oh, he went full execution on the, <laughs> you know, he's like, no, so, I got this. Yeah, had she known, maybe she would have been able to tell uh, Aaron beforehand. But, well, Aaron's here now, so let's catch up. Right, it, it is. It's true. And we see that Mark is left to kind of juggle his personal life now that Aaron has found, found out. Um, we see again at the end of an episode, he has to juggle his personal life now with a new relationship and with his daughter, um, with what's going on with work which is just everything is just hectic and up in the air which brings us to episode 10 with this whole retaliation um situation going on proportionate response is what they are calling it right. how so there's like so much um to get through with this proportionate response but what i think the bulk of it was the relationship between Mallory and Mark. Not necessarily how they handled China, um, but but the relationship between Mallory and Mark. What did you think about that? Well, you and I were talking about where we saw the relationship going after the spy incident and that I was like, well, it's definitely going to damage their working relationship. Um, and I feel like it all came to a head in episode mm -hmm. 10. Like, mm -hmm. he literally blew up at him from across the courtyard for everyone to hear. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's like almost completely dissolved and it had it, it not been for the intervention of an outside force with the air force coming in. I doubt they ever would see eye to eye again, but Mallory went to go like light himself on fire to, you <laughs> drastic, know, drastic measures. Yeah. I have to say, it's nice to see Mallory, you know, step up i mean he's passive aggressive and he steps up in other ways but for him to be so drastic in the choices he was making i was like oh okay now we see what you're passionate about this is good yeah well um, i think that mark's rubbed off on him a little bit and mm -hmm. vice versa mm -hmm. 
I think that Mark um, keeps having this mentality of I have to work alone and I have to do things alone and I am alone that he forgets that Mallory is literally by his side with all of this um, and on his team. And I think Mallory has proven that again and again and again. So for him to be like, you know, I'm sorry, I couldn't, I have to follow orders. There's nothing I can do. He keeps, keeps pushing Mallory away from him. And um, I think that he ultimately saved it and he knew, you know, he could, the only person that he could rely on after Mallory quit and they had that, that argument yelling back and forth at each other. Um, I think he knew that the only person that would back him up would be Mallory in all of this. So they got arrested together. Isn't that cute? It, it is. I've seen them work together. Yeah, I love it. Um, so Mark like sets up the people that are on the lunar habitat. Excuse me, not habitat, but the lunar base. Uh, he tells them to disassemble their guns and use it for whatever they need to. So all that they're left with is wrenches. Do you think that was a smart decision? Because I think it was they the right decision. Yeah. Because they end up going to the Chinese call. base anyway. Yeah, and so once they did that, I was like, "Well, now, now it was a smart, it was an unwise decision." Like, right. if if you're gonna instigate violence, then you might as well be equipped for it, because they left the majority of their guns behind, and by that I mean like the majority of a gun. Yeah. Uh, and now the Chinese have those majority of a guns, so. Yeah. Like. I mean, because it was, the, it, it was one. <laughs> you go, you go. <laughs> just it, it was one bad decision after the other. Like it was yeah. a bad decision to bring them on board. So if you, so to fix that, you get rid of them, which is great. But then if you're going to use them, then getting rid of them was the bad decision. Like you can't keep making choices that uh, undo the previous choice and expect right. it to come out well. Right. Yeah. I thought it was, at first I was like, good, I'm glad he has guns on board because how are you going to protect yourself? And then I thought, okay, well, maybe he saved them when he said disassemble the guns so that you can't use them because then nobody will get hurt, I suppose. But then they had to go anyway and were armed with wrenches. And I thought that's like the worst thing. But nobody was, nobody got shot. But now, because China came over and tore down their lunar base and then they went over to China and tore down their, well, not tore down, but like disconnected everything. Now nobody has anywhere to go. Yeah, they're all gonna die. They're all gonna die. <laughs> so what becomes of them? They're like the chimps or not. They're left there and now what? God. Well, that's what's gonna have to save the day is they're gonna have to get the X-12 to pick them up or something or drop off guns to make it worse. It's, I don't know. It's. It's a whole mess. It's a mess. It would just left in a mess. So there has to be, I feel like, a season two to kind of clean up because everything's up in the air. If they left this show where it is, it's the darkest possible conclusion. <laughs> right? Right. Like everyone's arrested. <laughs> Mark's going AWOL with his family. That's not really his family. <laughs> and uh, two sets of scientists are now going to just die on the moon. Don't know. Yeah, know they, gonna happen. they're gonna have to. If anything, they have to live inside of the shuttle craft, which I don't think is designed to take them off ground anymore. So yeah, they're just gonna live there with their enemies' rations mm -hmm. until they 
starve to death. Well, they'll have to wait. They'll have to wait until somebody comes to relieve them, which will take too it's long. A couple, couple months. It was stated that it would take a few months yeah. before they could get anybody to reach them. Yeah. So, yeah. And nothing was tied in a pretty bow. But hopefully that leaves a lot of imagination for season two. Um, with all of that said, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into our news and gossip. All right. Uh, so Ben Schwartz apparently is establishing his own expanded universe of space-related characters. Really? Well, in an interview uh, with Sci-Fi article with Sci-Fi Wire, it, they basically pointed out that he's playing the media manager uh, for Space Force, but and he's known for now recently playing Sonic the Hedgehog, who is technically an alien in that movie. Right. And he voiced BB-8 in Star Wars, another space-related character. Uh, ben sometimes forgets that he was part of Star Wars, he said. But I guess he, he said, I guess what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make a Ben Schwartz cinematic space universe, the BSCSU. <laughs> That's his <laughs> statement. <laughs> he, I'm trying to populate it with as many characters as I can so I can ultimately do some sort of Avengers-like thing where we can all come together. Awesome. I love Ben Schwartz. I think yeah, he's killing and, it. He's great, and he's, he's doing a fantastic job with this character. Uh, apparently, um, uh, is it, oh, what's his name? Jimmy Yang. Jimmy Yang. I thought it was Danny. Uh, Jimmy Yang auditioned for that role, but when he found out that Ben Schwartz is also up for it, he's like, oh, Ben Schwartz, like, he's made for this part. <laughs> so, and he got, I think, a much better role uh, suited for him, because I yeah. love the way he does his comedy with, through that character. Yes, And Ben is thrilled to be a part of this show because he just loves the idea of like a normal person being a part of the space program. He quoted like Deep Space Homer, that episode of The Simpsons where Homer got to be an astronaut is one of his favorite episodes of all television. Nice. And um, he said, I remember watching Double Dare and I could not believe the kids were allowed to go to space camp if they want. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard of in my life. You can't believe that human beings can go all the way up to the moon and just land on it. I think there's a super human aspect to it and a bigger than us type of feeling. And so he's he's really into that, that everything that the Space Force kind of stands for. Super cool. Yeah. Awesome. And you have a good special segment. I love our special segments, <laughs> by the way, which we uh, Space right. Force fact check. So we are actually taking things from Space Force and applying mm -hmm. that, well, not applying them, but seeing where they're drawing it from in our reality. So yeah. go ahead. What do you all have? Right. This one's time? a doozy, guys. So strap in. Yes. Doing research all past two days. <laughs> all right. So the Space Force is the only military military forward branch of a space administration in the world. Um, but almost every country has a space agency. Like there's the list is endless and there are eight more proposed ones on the way uh there's a dozen of them that have launch capability and that includes the u.s space force but only four agencies have landing capability for the moon so since that seems to be the topic of this whole se series and especially this past couple episodes we're going to focus on those four and those are the chinese national space administration the indian space research organization the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, and the Soviet Space Program, which is now the Russian Federal Space Agency, or Roscosmos. Roscosmos. Yeah. I like that. So much. we're going to start 
with NASA. And uh, I think I've got my media up on the screen right now. Uh, we're going to talk about NASA and the Space Force because, again, the Space Force is the only one that is a military branch and they have launch capability, but NASA is the only one that has lunar landing capability and human spaceflight capability. Uh, so I'm putting up their logo just because I'm talking about the Space Force. And for those of you watching home, the logo is the same as the flag that we dissected yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit like the Air, the Air Force's Space Department when they had that. That's kind of what the inspiration was. Um, which is why it's, I guess it's the only one that doesn't have like an eagle and a lot of military insignia on it. It's, it's very different. Anyway, NASA. Uh, NASA and the Space Force. Uh, NASA, we all know what they've been doing. They just had the launch that we talked about last episode. Uh, they're the only one of all of these agencies that was able to pull off a crewed lunar landing and return. So everyone has to catch up to that so far. And China hasn't landed anybody on the moon yet. Uh, but give them a year. Maybe they'll have a habitat that we don't know about. Um, <laughs> Drilling for H3. Yeah, they are the next highest budgeted uh, space after NASA and like all the world, but we more than double them with our budget. So that's the American way. All right. Uh, Roscosmos. Roscosmos <laughs> is like the shorthand for Russia's thing. Now, the CCP's uh, program this is where it gets confusing. The Soviet space program was terminated in 91, and they could do lunar landing capability. Roscosmos, the Russian Federal Space Agency, can't yet, but they have human spaceflight capabilities. So they're catching up to where they used to be. Uh, they are a main partner of the ISS, the International Space Station that was made with like people from uh, Europe, um, Japan, like India. There's a lot of countries and I thought I wrote them all down but I didn't um, are partnered with the ISS but Russia is our main partner and in fact the two astronauts we sent up yesterday landed on board that spacecraft with one US astronaut and two Russian cosmonauts they've got lots of science programs in the works including a moon orbiter a Venus lander uh, more piloted spacecraft and a gecko mating experiment so that's what they're working on a gecko um, mating experiment? Mating experiment, yes, All right, I just what, wanted to make sure mm -hmm, that's you heard what that you right. said. All right, cool. <laughs> um, in 2018, this is the most recent news I could find on them. In 2018, uh, Putin said it is necessary to drastically improve the quality and reliability of space and launch vehicles to preserve Russia's increasingly threatened leadership in space. But that same year, the head of the Russian Financial Audit Agency named them as the most public enterprise with the highest losses due to irrational spending and outright theft and corruption. So <laughs> that's where they're at. <laughs> outright theft and corruption. That's mm -hmm. what stood out to me. Got it. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to point out that their logo, because like we've been dissecting our Space Force logo, same kind of arrowhead thing. It's a stylized rocket launch against a background of a graphic image of an orbit enclosed in a circle. So it's a rocket over an orbit. That's their logo. There's going to be a nice. lot of similarity themes. So I figured I'd just point it all out. Yeah. All right, moving on to the ISRO. This is India's space program. They've made the news very recently. Um, they are working on lots of launch vehicles and satellites. They have lots of launch vehicles and satellites. They have a lot of them, uh, too many to name. They're planning to do more Earth observation satellites. They're developing new launch vehicles with crewed uh, orbital vehicles, uh, uh, trying to work on a space station and probes to near Earth objects, so basically like Mars and Venus, maybe the sun. Um, 
the Indian government has decided to allow private players to be a part of their country's larger space program, which includes satellites, launches, and space-based services, just like we just did with SpaceX. Uh, the union finance minister said at a recent press conference that um, they were talking about all sorts of structural reforms in multiple sectors, uh, including like coal and defense and power, atomic energy, that they're also going to do a structural reform for the space program to rebuild the economy and to make it more self-reliant and resilient. Uh, India won't look inwards and it won't be self-isolationist as it tries to be self-reliant. So they're opening up their like cooperative tendencies in order to make themselves a stronger country, not Got closing it. off everything. So I they're mean, like willing to share. Is that what I'm getting? Basically, they're like, they're not trying to keep everything so close to the chest. And by partnering with uh, commercial enterprises in the private sector, they think they can build a stronger uh, department, thus building a stronger economy and a stronger country. Got it. Um, and yeah, the self-isolationist comment, I think, they, I mean, like I said, they're part of the ISS as far as I know. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that they're like trying to keep secrets from anybody. They're totally will willing to get everybody to help out. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, acknowledging the innovative space technology developed by private players, the minister stressed that by using the facilities and assets of Indian space research organization, private companies and startups will have an opportunity to enhance their capabilities. So yeah, they help us, we help them, and it creates a better economy for everybody. Good. Their logo is also an arrow pointing up, uh, which is like where rockets go upward, but it's also <laughs> an insignia, uh, and there's little like squares on the side of the arrows and those are supposed to be like the solar panels that power the rocket i thought that was cute but the whole logo is uh pointing upward to growth against all odds and barrier so i thought that was i like that little, yeah that's really nice yeah yeah all right so now we're going to talk about china okay ah all right so china the cnsa has uh been working on next generation spacecraft for astronauts and uh recently they have aced a series of maneuvers in orbit uh, two days into their maiden voyage for this new spacecraft. So they're basically, they, um, they launched an uncrewed space capsule. Uh, it's the first long March 5B rocket. And they did this on Tuesday, um, May 5th. Uh, sorry, not last Tuesday, Tuesday, May 5th. Um, the rocket was an upgraded version of their heavy lift long March 5. And this one's designed to carry large payloads into low Earth orbit. The launch of the new station module on the 5B rocket could take place, like launching a whole new station, could take place uh, early next year. And they have outlined plans to build an orbiting science lab by 2023. And this is the part I thought was funny because this is what we saw on the show. This, <laughs> this space station is going to compete with the ISS. It's a its own lab that will rival our space station, and they describe it as a heavenly palace that will have <laughs> house six people and serve as a test bed for experiments in astronomy, technology, and more. Uh, and their logo, since I was breaking down all the logos, has a lot of stuff going on to it. The middle arrow is similar to a character that means human or people. It just points upward like that. Mm -hmm. The three ellipses uh, around it stand for the three types of escape velocity into space. The second ring is drawn with a bold line to state that China has passed the first stage of exploration and is undergoing the second stage from the Earth system to the solar system. Uh, that character stands above those three rings to emphasize humanity's capability to escape and explore. And they added a small olive branches to ensure us 
that their space exploration is peaceful in nature. But we know better, don't we? So <laughs> we know better. So is there, so you said that they were building a huge, like a huge uh, rocket. Is it like, where are we talking sea dragon huge or? Um, I don't what? know enough about rockets to compare them. But so back in the day, they had a heavy lift Long March 5. That was like, the, it was a heavy lift rocket called the Long mm -hmm. March 5. Okay. This one they did in May was the March Long March 5B. So it was just like a modified one that had a little bit more um, of like motion capabilities. Like it was basically can maneuver a little easier. And the the first, the, this that rocket is designed to carry large payloads. Okay, so that's what makes me that, think it would be close to the Sea Dragon. Yeah. But... I don't know the Sea Dragon, that's my problem. That's like the biggest, it, it was uh, designed in uh, 1962. I only know this because I was a fan of For All Mankind, the Apple hmm. um, series, and they were talking about space exploration and all that. Somehow I'm attracted mm -hmm. to this. Um, and the Sea Dragon was one of the things they talked about. And But it was never made, but it was it's one of the largest uh, rockets that has ever been designed mm. so i'm keep wondering i'm waiting for it to show up for somebody to do it but it's so big that they have to launch it out of the sea oh okay that's I why it's it. called the sea dragon so that's why when you said that i was like oh it's it is that is that well, what they're going for their official um uh, i'm not gonna pronounce the name because i will butcher it um he stated that the state the new station that they're working on that will be this heavenly palace the core chunk of it will be launched on a long March 5B um, by hmm. next year. So it sounds like, I mean, if, it's, if they're going to launch a space station, you're probably going to need a heavy piece of equipment to do that. Um, I don't know if it's, I, I forget how America did it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do something similar to the, what you described with Sea Dragon. That's interesting. Ooh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Space exploration is so cool yeah so cool. it really is and i love seeing how like i had no idea how many different countries had agencies i didn't either um, so that was that was really exciting to see and there's a lot of them that are like like um there's one that's like europe as a whole has one africa as a whole has one the caribbean has one and works uh, uh australia and new zealand are going to partner and make, build a brand new one so there's a lot of partnerships and i think that's really cool yeah yeah i think that's the way to do it Sharing is caring. Yeah. Terrible. I have kids. That's where that came out. Cool. Well, <laughs> well we saw I'm, what not sharing did for our cast. So precisely. Everybody's screwing on the moon now. Yes, precisely. So I can't wait to see if we have a season two or not. Mm -hmm. um, let us know below in the comments if you would like to see a season two, because that is something that we would love to cover if it came out. Um, overall, we like this season we like this uh space force yeah yeah i think it's i think it's still finding itself yeah. uh and i if shows like this that i've seen in the past are an indication season two it will know who it is and what its voice is Where it's and going. it'll be all yeah. the stronger for it and considering that like i said earlier all the characters are kind of starting from having it rebuild from the ground up i think it'll be a really exciting season absolutely i 100 percent agree Amazing. 
so glad that we were able to cover this with you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you for following along with us all day yesterday and then a little bit today. Before we leave, Kevin, can you tell us where we can find you? You all can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen Says and Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. Awesome. And my name is Tatiana Marisa. And you can find me at Tatiana Marisa on all social media platforms. Until then, we will probably catch you on another after show because we watch so many TV shows here that we're always on yes. something. <laughs> so until then, look for us on another show. We'll talk to yeah, you later. Look to your screens or the stars, but mostly your screen. Ooh, stars. Go for stars. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.